0: Welcome to Basket Sprawl, episode 3. On Basket Sprawl, we'll be discussing basketball, life, and everything that comes in between. A little disclaimer about this episode, though. We're going to be talking about LeBron in the NBA basketball world for the next, I don't know, week, two weeks, months, three months. If he goes to the Lakers with Kawhi and Paul George, five years, who knows how long. My point is, content's everywhere about that. So, I'm not going to try to add anything special to it. I think there are other people that have much better ways to say what I want to say about LeBron and what he means to the league and where he's going this season, yada, yada, yada. So, we're not going to be talking about LeBron. If you want something else to break the monotony of LeBron right now, you've come to the right place. I have three sprawls yet again for you sprawlers today. First sprawl, we'll be talking about defense. Defense wins championships. For the second sprawl, we're going to be talking about all the greats and Drizzy Drake. And for the third Sprawl, we're going to be talking about Pixar movies and how they rank and how they match up head to head versus each other and who would win in in hypothetical matchups, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So that's what you got to look forward to for this week's episode of Basket Sprawl. Let's get right into it, shall we? Sprawl number one. I've been thinking a lot about today's nba game and how it all revolves around getting shots up and possessions and and make sure we're running and and young legs and being fast and just really considered uh, uh why are not all the best players in the league also the best defensive players in the league like they were at some point you know in the 80s and 90s for the most part it kind of lined up the best players in the league were also making the first team defense team so in my head, kind of intuit, kind of uh, with my own intuition, I, that's how I make my lists. I don't like to look too deep analytically or get to uh, look at other articles, even though there are great articles out there on defensive players. but this is my first team all-time defense. My point guard, I got Gary Payton, the glove. Now, Gary Payton. Incredible member of the Super during the 90s. D'd up Jordan as well as kind of you could in the finals versus the Bulls. And he just kind of goes down as one of the uh, dirtiest, but not in like a bad way. Just getting down and dirty and rugged and um, great defensive player. For my shooting guard, small forward and power forward. For best defenders of all time at those positions. I have Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman. I guess... You know, it's not a coincidence that they were on arguably one of the greatest teams of all time, went on a 3p together were virtually unbeatable um, and when I, and when people ask me what I what, what my opinion is on the greatest duo of all time, I can't think of anyone more dominant on both sides of the ball than Jordan and Pippin. So um, I think the Pippen. I think Jordan and Pippin are only as good as they are because they have to guard each other every practice and they love to practice. Now, you know, there are no facts to back these up. There's no way to quantify this, but um, it's my theory. So my two, three, and four positions are all taken up by former Bulls, championship winning Bulls, uh, Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman. Now, for my center, um, I got Elijah Wan. I got five people that dominated during the 90s. My first team all-time defense. Uh, Recap, that's Peyton, Jordan. Pippen, Rodman, and Elijah Wan. You look at Elijah Wan, um, the link I left for this one, it's in the description, take a look. Um, for, for Elijah Wan, I, I linked you to 10 blocks in a playoff game versus the Lakers in 1990. Um, 10 blocks. You know, Just imagine if that were to happen today in a, in a key playoff game. You look at the stat sheet and someone puts in 32, 15 rebounds, 6 assists, 10 blocks. You know? and three steals. Wan was doing that regularly. He's one of the most underrated basketball players of all time, in my opinion. Shout out the Houston Rockets and your two championships in the 90s. I know a lot of people don't like to talk about them because they kind of forget they happened, but I recognize it. Good on you, Wan, and all my Rockets fans out there. Um, also, for Peyton, Jordan, Pippen, and Robin, I've linked different videos highlighting their defensive prowess, so they're in the description. I definitely recommend checking them out. That brings me to my second team all-time defense. Um, For this list, it it was a little harder. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of these guys play, but with my experience with the game and being able to go on YouTube and find whole games from any era, and if you work hard enough in today's age, you can watch really any game you want to. Um, And with that, I changed this list a bunch, but here's how it is right now. My starting point guard for the all-time second-team defense is uh, Chris Paul. I left a link to his uh, a description of his playing absolutely locked down, game-changing perimeter D on other point guards. Looking throughout the history, there aren't a lot of good point guards that match up with different positions that aren't point guard. And so, um, you know, Gary Payton's kind of a shoe-in as the glove. No pun, no clothing pun intended. Um, but Chris Paul... I. I I had Sidney Moncrief because the stats backed it up, but I just I'd never seen it, so he's just not my guy. Um, so one I have Chris Paul, two I have Clay Thompson. My favorite video in the in, in the uh, in the description is the link to Clay Thompson's defensive highlights. He plays the most disciplined perimeter D I have ever seen. Kawhi played more of a game changing and. Uh, a playmaking type of defense but clay plays the most dif- uh, uh disciplined if i was you know what i was taught in seventh grade if i you know if i internalized it and worked at it every day i'd i'd maybe be half as good as clay on defense i love watching him play d it's one of the i think the most underrated parts of his game what makes him a top 15 player in the league right now and what makes him truly like a at like a a remarkable asset in today's nba and what the where the nba is headed towards a bunch of guys like clay um and Kawhi, who's my starting three on the second team all defense all-time defense uh Kawhi, we all know basically locked up finals mvp for locking up lebron locking up i know a lot of people think that's controversial when you say locked up lebron in the finals but uh here we are um Kawhi, just a absolutely devastating playmaker on defense, it's kind of like I, I've never seen. I mean, I don't really remember Pippen. I watch, I watch a ton of Pippen uh, highlights, but he's uh, Kawhi has got a similar feeling. I could see Kawhi replacing Pippen in that first championship versus the Lakers when uh, Magic was giving Jordan fits in game one. After game one, Pippen said, Mike, I got him. And the Bulls proceeded to win the next four games, win the series in their first championship. I could really see Kawhi in that role. For me and my limited NBA firsthand experience of history of watching it, um, Kawhi and Pippen are pretty much the only two people that I like in that position. Um, From my starting four, even though I know a lot of people think he's a center, and after David Robinson um, left the team, he kind of played center. But for my starting power forward, I got The big fundamental himself, Tim Duncan, um, really underrated defender. Uh, That team kind of worked uh, based on how Tim played offensively and defensively. Uh, The link is just him blocking all NBA superstars. Check that video out. Very cool video of all modern day superstars who, you know, Tim Duncan was over. 10 years in already when this video was made, and he's still in the right spots, blocking every single NBA superstar we know today. Big fundamental, fundamentally strong on defense. That brings me to my starting center on my second team all-time defense, and that is Bill Russell. Um, wasn't around for Bill Russell, didn't really see him play, but you can't really argue with the 11 championships or the testimonials that people uh, you know, really respected classic NBA players have of uh, Mr. Russell. So uh, I left the video in that description about people talking about how great he was on defense and how his foundational strength on defense is what propelled that team to be so dynamic and so dominant um, in the 60s. So Uh, I got Bill Russell rounding out my my five. I mean, the five is a loaded position. Let's just get right into honorable mentions. There were a lot of fives that could have made this list. Uh, Patrick Ewing is up there. He made defensive first team. like I forget the exact number, but a lot, a lot, a lot of times. Um, Mutombo, great great shot blocker. Uh, Kevin Garnett, Ben Wallace, a four-time defensive player of the year. Really, really underrated player for the uh, early 2000s. Uh, I got Jason Kidd, John Havlicek for some of my perimeter guys, and Andre Iguodala, and Joe Dumars, who did a great job locking up Jordan before he broke through in the 80s. Um, then I got Walt Frazier, who was uh, made the art of the steel an art. Uh, there are, there's a lot of people who say that Walt Frazier changed the game by picking pockets, and making that a play. Uh, so Walt Frazier, your uh, honorable mention, and I think that rounds it out. So just again, this list was made thinking if I have to stop the best offensive players in each position, who do I pick to guard them? So that's how I thought of this list. Don't blast me for it. Hate me for it. Just you know, think about it. Um, defense wins championships that's what I have to say about that moving right along let's get into sprawl 2 where we will compare my all-time greats to my all-time Drake's now what do I mean by that excuse me I'm going to take my all-time favorite Drake albums well all the Drake albums and how I rank them and measure that up and compare them with where I rank my favorite greatest NBA players so for an example um, My favorite Kanye album would be My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and who I think is the best basketball player of all time would be well you're about to find out, I won't spoil it but I would compare that player with Kanye's Dark Fantasy and that's what this segment's gonna look like a little bit. So, let's get into it, shall we? For my number 9 greatest album player, I have More Life as Kobe Bryant. Now, not a lot of a Comparisons here, but just getting I'm get, we're just getting warmed up. Now, my number eight album player, I got what a time to be alive as Hakeem Olajuwon. won. Now this one's kind of pretty, right? During this era, Hakeem just couldn't get over the hump. He couldn't get to the ch- I know he won too, but he never played Jordan in the 90s. In the 80s, he was thwarted early on by Bird Celtics. And he, uh, he never really got to play versus Jordan uh, in the finals and kind of goes under the radar for the career he's had. Even though I believe, in my opinion, he's probably, my, my if I had to have a center on my team, I would probably pick Hakeem. He could just do everything. His foundational post work that is carried over in today's game and into all the greatest post moves, there's a little bit of the dream in there, especially in today's game. And uh, unfortunately for him, he played in the era of Michael Jordan. So I'm sure he was thinking all throughout the 90s, what a time to be alive. For my number seven album player, I have Views as Tim Duncan, The Big Fundamental. This one's a little murky, but hear me out. Views is kind of Drake's staple. It came out, it sold the most records, it sold over a million records in, uh, in the first week. And it was kind of his biggest promise to date. And it was kind of underwhelming. I think that's fair to say. Um, Definitely not his best album. And definitely overlong a little bit. Um, But still sold the most. And some people definitely will say it's his best album. It's most commercially successful. Yada, yada, yada. I have it ranked 7th. But Timmy Duncan, I got you 7th, I think you you lasted a little long, even though you played great in the last couple seasons, but you, um, you know, Tim Duncan was just a foundationally sound, nothing nothing showy, nothing, nothing, uh, I mean, we all know Tim Duncan, he wasn't flashy, he transcended the early 2000 superstars and actually won another ring in 2014, um, Really, that team really encapsulated what his what he meant to the Spurs and that whole Spurs system for this past 20 years. Uh, love Tim Duncan, don't love Views as much, but that's just how this is working. Um, my number six and my number five album player. In both instances, they work hand in hand. For my number six and my number five, and I won't tell you the order yet, I got Larry Bird and Magic Johnson and Scorpion and Thank Me Later. Now, Thank Me Later and Scorpion... They are kind of the bookends right now. They're both ends of the spectrum when thinking of Drake's career. His first major label debut and his latest they de- uh and his and, and his latest um uh solo work. Uh Think Me Later is a little uh oh uh Doesn't really know what it wants to be yet, but there's a lot of great songs on it and really still holds up I think we don't give it as much credit because take care is what came out right after it and kind of just made it look like a uh, Like amateurish almost because take care is so fully realized and and such a better artistic uh, album, I think and I think Drake even said as such uh, making it so uh, and Larry Bird versus Magic, who do you put higher? How do you know? I know you know Magic won more championships, but Bird won uh, those MVPs throughout uh, those three straight MVPs. And who's better? At the end of the day, it's just a toss-up. And just like how I kind of, I really love Scorpion. I um, know it just came out. I think it's got everything. You know, ten classics of just ten of these. He, can, you know, you know he can just do what we all, you know, some of us want him to do. But he, he's Drake does what Drake. Uh, it, it's his world almost. Hip hop is kind of his landscape to shape, and so he kind of did that with Scorpion. I respect it. I know we're still dealing with the with the push of Drake uh, backlash, and and that's where we are right now. But you know, ten years from now, when we look back at this album, you know, I think I'm gonna have it kind of here as well. I have it fifth, and I have Thank Me Later sixth. Just like I have Magic 5th and Larry Bird sixth. So that's my album players for five and six. My number four all-time album player. I have the OG himself versus the OG itself. So far gone as Bill Russell. Now, so far gone for me was a huge, was a seminal. Uh, project I got kind of was listening to it as it came out and was really excited for Drake and Young Money and yada 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 I think going back at it going back and looking at it some of his hungriest most passionate and also fully formed you know everything we come to know about Drake you can find the best examples of on uh, So Far Gone whether it's successful or uh uptown or houstonland of vegas or even his more experimental stuff like little bit the uh i believe it's a like he, like he lee so anyway i'm getting ahead of myself so far gone my point is like the og the foundation what what we would come to see from drake in the next decade uh, similarly bill russell you know the biggest winner Of all time. Sets the precedent, Bill Russell, for winning. We named the championship uh, MVP after him. Um, Bill Russell, the OG basketball uh, guru, star, winner, uh, faced adversity and and was resilient through it. And, you know, one of the all-time great players, one of my father's favorite players. So I was hearing all about him when I was, you know, growing up. So he's got a special place in my heart. Anyway, so far gone. I thought this was a beautiful matchup. So, my number three uh, album player, I have, if you're reading this is too late, as Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I'll just say this. When Zero to 100 came out, and I know it's not if you're reading this, but I believe it was right before, that was to hip hop what Kareem Skyhook was to the NBA. Okay? Zero to 100 and the Skyhook. I believe they're. I believe they're kind of similar when talking like this. Um, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, if you're reading this too late, uh, kind of out of nowhere, I mean, the, there's not a great comparison between him and Kareem, that that album and Kareem, but I have it as Drake's third best album. And I got Kareem, the scoring champ, I got him as the third best player, I got him as the most devastating offensive player um, of all time with the skyhook. And, you know, he just had the most longevity. I, I think Kareem gets underrated as the years go by. Um, but, you know, incredible. Go, go read some, 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 some Kareem, All right, Great writing. Anyway, that brings me to my number two and my number one album players of all time, currently, right now. I forget how, whatever. But right now, this is how it is. For my number two greatest album player of all time. I got nothing was the same as LeBron James. And yes, yes, I know. LeBron played karaoke, off Thank Me Later, after he won his first championship in the Miami locker room. But, but, but. Don't think about it too much. Alright? Just hold on, we're going home to Cleveland. All the stuff, alright? LeBron. He is nothing was the same. Now that we've already, I've I've kind of already let you know. Take care is the goat to me, Michael Jordan's the goat. And similarly. Nothing was the same. Is a little more refined and take care. Nothing was the same. Kind of trim the fat and is maybe more efficient and maybe does things better. But just like why LeBron to me is not greater than Jordan is because you can be a better player, but the greatness, the transcending, the transcendent um, uh, effect, impact you have on your genre, or your sport, whatever. I always think Take Care is just gonna, going to be a greater album than Nothing Was The Same. Um, so I have LeBron right now as my second best player of all time, and I got Nothing Was The Same as my second favorite Drizzy album right now. and That brings us to number one, I already spoiled it for you, I think a lot of people share this view probably in, in both regards. My number one album player of all time is Drake's 2011 Take Care as Michael Jeffrey Jordan his airness king michael incredible dude, michael jordan anyway all i got to say about that is don't michael jordan still got the hoop earring in you know what i mean i mean take care uh all these years later it's not all these years later it's like 6 years later um, it it it's the moment drake takes off it's it's jordan it's it's his free throw line duck it's his it's his uh, 60 point game in the garden but if he would have won that game um, uh, Take Care to me is his kind of opus it, it he had a picture of James Blake on his studio door while recording Take Care something that no one in the rap game was like even considering You know, if we remember it was a lot of uh, Waka Flocka and Lex Luger and that's kind of where we were at in hip hop and Take Care just kind of was just so uncompromising and did his own thing uh Take care to me still. I know it's probably overly long. Just like Jordan came back to the Wizards and there might be too many tracks and it's maybe a little more disorganized than it should be if it came out today. A thing I'd also say about Jordan, about his off-court personality and everything. I think the matchup is actually quite prescient. But take care. And Michael Jordan, I think, will age kind of the same when thinking about it in this hyper-specific context. But I got take care as the GOAT. When talking about Drake albums. And I got Michael Jordan as the GOAT. Period. So there you have it. Sprawl 2. All time greats versus all time Drakes. That's how I think. All right. That brings us to Sprawl 3. For this week's Sprawl 3. I got a Pixar movie bracket. Let's get right into it. What do you say? Here we go. How this bracket will work, as you can see here, is I got four number ones, basically, and they're their ranked. The four best, kind of, most impactful, iconic Pixar movies. And they are Toy Story, Finding Nemo, Wall-E, and The Incredibles. So how this bracket is going to work is we're going to go through each of these four divisions. There are 20 movies total. I picked four to as the best. And then 16 are going to fight it out in a NCAA tournament style bracket Head to head matchup style They're just going to fight it out to see who plays Individually um, The winner of all these 16 teams will play The Incredibles And then the winner of that match will play Wally The winner of that match will play Finding Nemo And then Toy Story and then whoever wins After everything that will be The best Pixar, mo- best Pixar movie So I'm going to do this with the help Of uh, a buddy of mine TPJ What's uh, yeah, up? What up? Uh, hopefully we agree on everything Don't think we will So, what do you say? Let's get right into it Let's do it For my first matchup We have Coco, the, no, the one seed Versus Cars 2 A four seed I think this one pretty easily goes to Coco Any dissent?
1: Nah, of course, Coco's, yeah. Coco's like top five
0: Alright, alright, well Top five We'll table Coco for a second. We'll table. Uh, Second matchup from this bracket, we got Toy Stories 2, a 2 seed, versus A Bug's Life, a 3 seed. I got, I probably got Toy Story 2, but I could be talked into A Bug's Life. What do you got?
1: I'm not, nah. I'm cool. I like Ants better
0: than A Bug's Life. Tom is like Ants better than A Bug's Life. Better than A Bug's Life. Interesting. Hot takes all day. Um, uh, I got Toy Story 2. Let's just get Toy Story 2. Um... Now let's, fin- let's just finish out this bracket. Toy Story 2 versus Coco. We both got Coco, right? I mean, Coco... Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. Okay. So Coco wins that first... <clears throat> wins its bracket. Let's see who it'll play. Our next bracket brings us to the number one seed, Toy Story 3 versus the number four seed, Brave. I got Toy Story 3. I won't hear... It. I don't even want to know what Tom Stinks. You, you, yeah, got, I, you got Brave, I've, huh? I've
1: seen Brave, but I'm cool on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool on Brave, bro. You're totally cool on so Brave? It. Yeah, I am. It was just... it was Yeah, it was like the Nordic theme or whatever. It was like her father's a Viking and she had red hair. That's it, right? Yeah. I'm
0: cool yeah. With that movie. It's his favorite bro. Pixar movie. Anyway, number two seed, I got Ratatouille versus number three seed, Monsters University. Um, Ratatouille is a personal favorite of mine. I don't know... What Thomas thinks, but I got Ratatouille winning in kind of a landslide versus Monsters University, which I didn't think was bad, but when you don't live up to the sequel, or, or as the, when the sequel doesn't live up to the original at such a level, I think it doesn't have a shot in advancing in a tournament like this.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a rat cooking fucking meals. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rat cooking meals, man. I'm sorry.
0: Incredible meals, too. It's, it's, it's a rat cooking childhood invoking evoking meals. That's what, it's a rat. Capable of utter catharsis. Okay, let's move on. Okay, we got Ratatouille. Uh, So we got Toy Story, Toy Story 3 versus Ratatouille. I got Ratatouille, bro. Yeah,
1: Ratatouille.
0: That's what I'm talking about. That's the Hoops and Bruce family coming together to, 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 to support a hot take. Sorry, Toy Story 3. I know you made all parents and kids cry or whatever. You're out. We got ra- we got Ratatouille advancing. You, he, he's a clever rat. He's a very clever rat. Um, word up Ratatouille. We got Ratatouille advancing. Okay, let, let's talk about the uh, the next bracket. I got number one seed up versus number four seed, the Good Dinosaur. Now Thomas was telling me all before this podcast all about the Good Dinosaur. What'd you think of the Good Dinosaur, Thomas? I
1: haven't seen it. If it's not the Land Before Time, I don't want to see no more dinosaur <laughs> movies, bro. I don't. I don't need to see no
0: more dinosaur movies, man. Okay, so hasn't seen The Good Dinosaur. You're not missing much. We're going to give it to Up. Um, number two seed, The Incredibles 2 versus number three seed, Finding Dory. Two sequels. Uh, we just saw Incredibles 2. We talked about it uh, not too long ago. Uh, but what do, you, what do you got? I'm kind of leaning towards Incredibles 2. I got Incredibles 2. All right, Incredibles 2. You heard over here. All right, we got. So now that brings us to the number one seed, Up. Versus the number two seed, The Incredibles 2.
1: Up. The first five minutes of Up are better than any. The first five minutes of Up is better than damn near 99% of Pixar movies. Just watching that old man's wife with a (laughs) way.
0: Yeah, I mean, not just just Pixar movies, dude. I mean, yeah, we watched that in Spanish class when I was in Spanish in high school. (laughs) What the fuck? And that's what I mean. I mean, I took Spanish for seven years. I, I still, you know, mariposa. I don't, you know. I, okay, I,
1: you're watching that in Spanish, but... Uh, a
0: substitute teacher would come in <laughs> and we'd watch a movie in Spanish. And I didn't memorize that. I I, didn't, I don't know Spanish to this day. I kind of wasted my Spanish education. I
1: did
0: too. Un poquito. Un poquito. Así, así. Anyway. Um... But yeah, up would play in Spanish, and we wouldn't understand what was being said. But we'd all cry because that's how up. That's what up is. So, word up to up. So we got up advancing. Um, out of this, so it's a lot of one seeds so far. I guess Ratatouille is the only one hanging on. But let's uh, get right into this last division. I got number one seated inside out versus number four Cars three. Uh, Come on, man. That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Inside out advances. Just a note to the Cars movies. No. Maybe not the best Pixar franchise to give four movies to? Huh? I mean, it's... Sold a lot of toys? It's about making money not. I guess. It's
1: about the money. It's about the money, not the movies.
0: I guess so. Hey, listen, we great... We
1: lucky to get good movies.
0: And there's a great Paul Newman voice acting in at least the first Cars. <laughs> I don't know if he was in the other Cars, but incredible Paul uh, Newman.
1: R.I.P. the bro. I yeah. love his ranch.
0: Oh, man. Cool Paul Hand Peter, Luke. Newman Ranch? Yeah, kind of. He was a... a, No, no, I'm saying. You know he had like... Oh, the dressing. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, of of course, of course. (laughs) Ranch. Unbelievable. Talking about all about the money, huh? Let's go Paul Newman in cars. Anyway, so we got a... Cars 3 is the 4 seed in this bracket, and then the original Cars is the 3 seed, which goes up versus Monsters, Inc., which is just an utter
1: classic,
0: right, Monsters, Inc.?
1: Yeah, can we remove all Cars movies from this list?
0: We have. No Cars movie has even come close to advancing. Okay,
1: perfect.
0: Yes, Cars is all gone. And so let's do uh, Inside Out versus Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc.? You give it to Monsters Inc. Huh? I know a yeah, lot of man. people that ride for Inside Out because it's the whole feelings thing. And Get out of here. I'm right with you, man. Monsters Inc. Sad, all fucking sad day. Sad
1: people. <laughs> Yo, Monsters
0: Inc.'s a classic. No, we right?
1: talk about Inside Out. All these sad ass right, people. Right, right, exactly. Don't compare
0: to Monsters Inc. Get out of it. Get out of it. Amen. Let's go. It's our list, alright? You can fill, Don't be afraid to fill out your own bracket. Um. But yeah, Monsters Inc. advances for us. So that brings us to. The final four before the real final four? I don't know. Let's just get into it. Um, we got Up facing off with Monsters, Inc.
1: I'm actually go with Monsters, Inc.
0: I'm with you, dude. I like, I'm totally I love, with you. Like,
1: don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love Up. It's a great movie, but I'm not watching that shit all the time. Yes. And sorry, kids, if you listen to this, I'm not watching Up all the time. Preach. It's sad as hell.
0: And tell me one spot and up that's even close to as fun as either their racing on the doors thing at the end to, to to thwart Randall, or when they get lost in like with the Yeti and like and like go to Hawaii. Like the Monsters Inc. is just a is is a is a joyride. It's just a roller coaster. It's an adventure of friendship.
1: Boo herself is better than all the
0: characters in uh, Boo Greater Than Symbol, I the like movie Up. Uh, Mike Wazowski for the win. Okay, yo, we got Monsters, Inc., the two-seed. Let's see if the other two-seed can pull off a similar upset. We got Coco going up versus Ratatouille. I'm
1: going to go with Coco. I, absolutely I'm on the Coco. I'm Coco, Coco one because when I first saw Coco, I was dating a, a, a Mexican girl, and we saw it in the theater, and there was a lot of Mexican people around, and just seeing the look on her face and how she felt and how that movie t- was able to touch something in me even though I wasn't, you know, you know, Mexican it really, like, it showed me that it goes beyond the screen. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I can, I can be a black dude, and you can be a white dude, but you can still feel the same emotions about, like, your grandma or someone that you love or your family or stuff like that, and, and like, watching her shit. So, like, mm-hmm. I have a personal tie to Coco. But Coco is easily the best-looking Pixar film.
0: Oh, oh, a 100%. So, yeah. The, let, let me... I'm going to ask you a real question, all right? I'm going to give you a real answer. Did you cry during Coco?
1: I won't lie, I didn't cry, but I did get a little choked up. You did, at the very end, right? I did, yeah, like when she hugged grandma or whatever, I was like, ah. <laughs> I didn't cry though. I didn't cry, but I definitely, I definitely got a little choked up, though. I did not cry, but I got a little choked
0: up. Well, listen, man. I cry every single time I watch Coco. No shame whatsoever. They do it. They they do something the way they wrote that movie and the way they choose to do songs. You cry
1: right now on Baskets, bro. Cry
0: right now. Yo, turn on Coco. I'll cry right now. <laughs> I'll cry on Baskets, bro. You turn on Coco. Um, yeah, they do something really awesome in that movie as far as writing it goes. As the payoff, like every time there's payoff, it's it's personified by a song, like in that movie. Oh, you mean every Disney movie? Kind of, but but Coco like just makes you cry, like like it just it. That's how that's its function. Like it just makes you feel so much that you're overwhelmed and you you like can't control yourself. Um, But yeah, I get really excited talking about Coco. I saw it really late. Like the first time I saw it was like a month and a half ago. And I've seen it. I'm not kidding. Like four, we're watching it in the film class yeah. I'm in right now. A fifth time in like four weeks I've watched it. Yeah. Um, I love Coco. I'm not embarrassed at all. I was also really
1: faded when I saw Coco. Okay. I was it, like gone out of my mind. I was like, me and my girlfriend used to get blasted before we go to the movies and just be sitting there in the and, and watching. And yeah.
0: watching what? Like it's yeah. just the most watching vibrant, really. colorful. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, was, it was. It's an experience. I own it.
0: Yeah, damn right you own Coco. Listen, trash me all you want for having this much love for this stuff. Anyway, let's move on, all right? I love Coco. I (laughs) don't give a – what anyone thinks, all right? So, yeah, we got Coco. Okay, let's go. Coco versus Monsters, Inc. Uh, Come on, Thomas. Be with me on this one, dude. Coco. Coco. Coco all day. All day with Coco. We ride for Coco over here. All right? So, Coco won the round of 16, pretty much, and now it's going to go head-to-head versus the four seminal Pixar movies. Now, you might be thinking, how are these picked? I looked at this, all the, there are 20 Pixar movies, I looked at them for like 45 minutes and made my own bracket, sue me. Um, But these are the seminal Pixar movies, kind of instinctively. We got Coco versus The Incredibles. Gosh, this is tough. I'm sorry,
1: Incredibles.
0: You got Incredibles? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Easily. Easily? Easily. Come on, man. Incredibles is in the zeitgeist of culture. Coco isn't. It, it, like, culture. Culture. Uh, I guess like, so, in Incredibles, but like... In Incredibles affected, like, worldwide culture.
0: I guess so, but don't you might... I mean, at the end of the day, it is like... Ah, I don't even want to say it, but it's like four we white... Waited, it's a, it's a waited, family of four white people. It doesn't like,
1: matter. We waited 12 years to see the second one. Like, 14 be, No, you're right. Fourteen, whatever. We waited fourteen years to see that shit. I
0: guess so, but like, you don't think that Coco, like, you you, you should be thinking of our effect in two thousand six.
1: Look, just because. Versus, just because you cry, to day, day day. To cry at Coco every day. Every day, every day I cry at you, Coco. More than they cry
0: every before. single day. I'm
1: sorry. We can agree or disagree. It's your bracket? Sure. I'm not gonna judge. For sure. You, but I right, go ahead.
0: No, no, it's I'm, fine. We'll do both. We'll do not, both. Don't even judge we'll do both. No, yeah. No, fine. Fine. Go okay. Ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, we'll do both. No, we're good. We're good. All right, so I got. uh, Let's just do this first. The Incredibles versus Wally, since that advanced for you. Wally, you go back and watch Wally, and man, we are headed right there, huh? Like (laughs) you just watched this Uh, movie, and it's like very scary. Sorry, I still
1: got the Incredibles, man. I'm taking the Incredibles all the way up to the top, and probably the only movie the Incredibles might lose to me. It
0: would be Toy Story I got you So me I had Coco Beating The Incredibles And I also have Coco Beating Wally The only thing That might be Coco For me is also Toy Story So let's see what happens Finding Nemo Versus The Incredibles Thomas What you got Uh... Finding Nemo Is also like uh, Mm. I mean Talk about impactful Oh my gosh I can't Like that's probably The movie of, of My childhood Probably
1: I'm still gonna go with the Incredibles. I'm sorry.
0: I'm still gonna go with Coco. I would, I
1: would, I would take. I, I'm. I'm not even bullshitting. I would take Monsters Inc. and the Incredibles over over every Pixar movie ever, but Toy Story and probably and, and Coco sometimes. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm like those are my two that I'm gonna ride with because they those are the ones that I'll forever remember. So it's hard for me to like. I love the. I love the other movies, but they'll never have the. They'll never provide the same contextual emotion as those two movies there.
0: And that's true enough, right? Well, those the, three. Definitely. Story the, those movies powerful. came out, like, yeah. for us, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, when they know, came out. I have
1: out. kids, I might take my kid one day and watch a Pixar movie, like, this is way better than anything I've ever seen. But uh, mm-hmm. a lot of it's nostalgia, but it is what
0: it is. No, definitely. It's a great point. Um, for me, I guess Coco just supersedes the nostalgia like the the brilliance, the execution of Coco supersedes the nostalgia that these other movies bring up. Um, in my opinion. And I completely respect what you're saying. It's yeah, like, yeah, mean A Standalone
1: film is an amazing film. But yeah. if you asking me to com- to like compare head all Head-to-head matchups. Movies, yeah.
0: Yeah, do your thing for yeah. sure. I'm with you. So you got Toy Story versus the Incredibles as your number one matchup. You gotta give me a winner. I got Toy Story versus Coco as my head-to-head number one. The 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 first one, the thing that got it all started. We got Toy Story, the story of Andy's toys versus Coco. For me, The uh, Incredibles for you, right? So let's see. The Incredibles or Toy Story?
1: I got Toy Story. Um, yeah.
0: It's Thomas just, got Toy Story. Thomas is a sellout, man. He's no, got Toy just, Story. It's Toy
1: Story, bro. Man. Like I remember playing. I remember playing. I remember actually playing the video game for Toy Story and trying to beat it. I literally remember playing a video game of Toy Story. I got Toy Story. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. Woody and Buzz Lightyear, bro. Woody and Buzz, man.
0: No, I'm just I'm, I'm messing with you. Yeah, Toy Story. Incredible. I, I feel you. I got Coco. I got Coco all day. I got Coco for the win. I got Coco a hundred times. Rick and Morty Coco forever. Okay? Coco, 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 Coco. Pixar, Pixar, Pixar. Sprawl 3. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Have a great day. You guys are the best. You guys are the best. Goodbye.